Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I am here with Valerie. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Yes. So kind of start by telling me you are a military spouse. So tell me about kind of that and your kind of experiences that you've you faced. Oh, goodness. Um, Well, so I've been married to my husband for almost 12 years as of next week. So congratulations. uh, Thank you. So, you know, we've been in it for a little while now. Um, we've had five duty stations. We've done three deployments. I have two little boys. Um, so now they're going through the thick of it as far as the military life goes. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much like in a nutshell, like the things we've experienced, (laughs) but yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely been a great, you know, there's ups and downs to it, but we've had a good time with it as well. So yeah. What are some of those challenges that you faced, you know, living this lifestyle? Um, you know, loneliness. I think that that's a big one. And seeing um, my boys go through the emotions um, in a deployment, that's a huge one um, to tackle. Um, because, you know, now not only do you have the emotions that you're facing, but now you're tending to two little, little people who have big feelings and, um, you know, you can wear, you can try and juggle all the hats and wear them all, but there's not much that you can do when like replacing dad that that's not really possible. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely a big challenge of ours. Yeah. I think like, you know, across the board, I think loneliness, no loneliness hits the nail right on the head, you know, throughout the military lifestyle, you know, every part of the family member experienced some sort of loneliness to an extent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even just from um, a military spouse perspective, like you move far away from home, um, yeah. you know, unless you're lucky enough to live near your family, but right. um, <laughs> that's only time- for a couple years, if anything, yeah. too. Yeah. So mostly you're living away from home, um, not really knowing anyone. So you have to put yourself out there in new ways and make a community. Um, So I think that that's very challenging and can bring about loneliness. Um, And, you know, and then your spouse leaves and it may not just be for deployment. It could be filled or, you know, exercises that's going on or, you know, different rotations. And so I feel like there's constantly seasons that we struggle with loneliness. Yeah, I think that's so true because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And like you said, you move far away from home. You know, sometimes people move to the other end of the world, you know, and so you never know kind of where you're going to be, who's going to be there. Sure, you might have some friends from, you know, other duty stations there as well. But you never know, you make a friend, they could say, oh, we're PCSing in two months now. <laughs> like, you never know. That sounds about right. <laughs> yes. 
Or you finally get used to a place that you're living at and it starts feeling like home and then things start changing, whether it's your friends at PCS or, you know, whether you get orders and you're like, man, this, this was feeling so good. And now I'm having to leave. <laughs> yeah. You can never, you know, you can predict as much as you want, but at the end of the day, everything's going to change and you have Absolutely. no say in it. Absolutely. <laughs> kind of roll with the punches and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What are like kind of on the flip side, what are some of the positives that you've experienced? What are some of the good things that have come out of the military life? Okay. Well, like first my, my head automatically goes to the connections that I've made. So yes, there's loneliness, but the friendships that I've been able to make because I've experienced the loneliness of missing my spouse or not being your family, the connections are super deep. And, um, I mean, I think there's something to be said about military friendships. Like you go all in and you go hard (laughs) really fast and you get to know that person through and through and they become your family and you do life with them. And it's, it's incredible to see. Um, So although we move around a lot, you know, now I have family all across the States or around the world, even when they, so it's just, I think that that's a blessing. I think that military friendships are, just so unique and genuine. And yeah, that would probably be one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, so unique to the military lifestyle because, you know, just living in the same city, in the same home, you know, just by your entire life, you know, you don't have friends that move all over the place. You don't move all over the place. You're kind of stuck in a little box. And, you know, some people miss that lifestyle. (laughs) They prefer to be stuck in the box. But I think there's something to be said about like, you know, branching out because, you know, if you are that person that's stuck in one spot, um, you find, you find yourself comfortable. And so you don't put yourself out there in other ways. Um, you know, you have your people and then you don't feel the need to go and like be kind. Well, you can be kind, but you don't, (laughs) you know, branch out and bring more people in. And I think that, That's the difference in military life is because it's a revolving door and we're constantly, you know, coming and going. A lot of us just welcome. you like, hey, yeah. come on, you need a friend. I do too. Like, <laughs> Exactly. So. And that's, you know, it says a lot about military families that, you know, we're just able to, to connect with people on a different level and a different aspect. And you know, I noticed it going into college, like so many people are, you know, not military. And my dad had been retired since 2014. So like we've been kind of apart from the military lifestyle for quite some time. Um, But, you know, going into college, I'm all like here friendly, like hello to everyone. And they're like so shy and so closed (laughs) off. And it's like, it's weird because you don't have that you know, it's kind of a one-way street then where, you know, with military friendships and relationships, you have that two-way street where you can just automatically connect with people. It is. Yeah. Um, my, so my husband and I, we were high school sweethearts. And so our first deployment, um, he left within like three months after we got married. And, um, that was hard. I was still in college. Um, and I was in a military college, ironically, and that was my first like precursor to the military world. I had never been around it. Um, I had always admired it from afar, but right. <laughs> I didn't ever think that that was, um, 
I, I just didn't envision my life turning out to be a military life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because when you start dating so young, you're, um, you kind of change. And, yeah. and um, so yeah, that was, that was fun. But yeah, I had no idea until I went to that college, how people actually were. And there were a lot of deep relationships at that college too. I think people just already got it. So. Yeah. And that's so nice when people just, you know, get it and they understand <laughs> and, you know, yes. it makes it so much easier to, to form those relationships and they're still hard, but you know, it oh, makes yes. it easier. Yes, absolutely. I think you both have to like, as far as a friendship goes, you both have to be vulnerable and be willing to like, you know, put the pleasantries aside and just get right to it. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. So you have one of probably the best PCS tips and tricks out of them all. And I'm actually using that as an extent with my fiance right now too. So can you go ahead and like tell us how you thought of it, explain how it works, things like that? Well, I'm happy to hear that you're using it. I hope it works well for you. Oh, it has so far. (laughs) (laughs) So... Our PCS, um, this past time, we moved from Colorado to New York. And so I put AirTag or an AirTag in my HHG. And it just, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything to happen from it. To be honest, it was like almost an afterthought. We did it very last minute. Um, But in, in turn, it actually was super beneficial. And it just ended up being this wild and crazy story that, I'm still baffled that today that like <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we put an air tag in my son's toy box. Um, originally I had bought the air tag for my four-year-old. He started pre-K and he was riding the bus for the first time. And so I had the air tag in a little silicone bracelet and I was just having him wear that every day to school. Um, it just kind of like eased this worried mom's heart a little bit, just to know that like, because he can't communicate in that regards, you know, to tell me like if he makes it or not, I could just always check my phone and be like, all right, he made it to school. He's good. Um, so originally that's how I had the air tag and we were moving during the holiday season. And when we were kind of just cleaning up and doing all the last minute things before the Packers come, I found that air tag bracelet and it was already in the toy box and so I looked at my husband, and I was like, we have no need for this. Like, they're not going to be in school, you know, during this move. And so um, I was like, I think I'm just going to leave it in here. He was like, yeah, I mean, what, you know, how would it can't hurt anything. If anything, yeah. it'll just tell us like, you know, give us a good idea of when to expect our items. Right. And so that's all that I thought it would be. I never in my life imagined that it would turn into, um, a crazy story, like with the driver and, um, basically the driver ended up lying to us and saying that he had just picked up our items. We had already been waiting over a month and, you know, in military world, like that's probably not really the longest, like there's a lot of people that <laughs> yeah. wait a long time. So that wasn't even our main complaint, but like he had personally just called us and then lied to our faces and not knowing that we could track it. And so it just, went haywire from there, but it revealed that like we had way more information than the movers. Um, Sudith um, was our company that we were under and they, we had more information than them. They were having to go back and try and figure out. And so 
you know, really quickly it revealed that they were the middleman. And, and so it just kind of spiraled out of control really fast yeah. all in like a 24 hour period. Um, you know, and that's, that's hard because then when you're a military family in a new community and you don't know, like my husband hadn't checked in to his unit yet. And so, and it's the holidays, so everyone's busy. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like we're kind of all alone in this situation um, with a driver that's really not happy with us at this point. And so um, it was definitely worthwhile for us. I hope that it continues to spread. You know, I, w- I would love to see more and more people use them. Um, just because like, you know, it's kind of taking matters into our own hands and, um, it's just one more way to kind of help the system. Um, you know, cause there's so many moving parts, the system, it's hard, you know, it, it's just hard, but hopefully this is one way to kind of like check and balances. Kind of thing, yeah. So. yeah, no, my mom had saw it, the story of it a couple months ago, probably in like April February, maybe March, somewhere around there. And my fiance now is was getting ready to move from Japan to here. Um, And we put it in his car that he's having shipped. That's so smart. Because he gets zero communication on where his car is. But I can go and check my phone and I check it like every day. Like, where's the car at now? Where is it now? Where is it now? And the world of a difference it makes, because we could have no clue where it's at or when it's getting here. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, you know, so I've been reading like pros and cons to it at this point, because it's been out since January, like this idea or whatever. Um, And so some of the air tags, like people are saying like, oh, they're not working. And even hours, like there was a brief period where hours, it wasn't updating. And so... Um, but I think that's just because no one's around it, you know, and it's, it's just a process. And so, um, you just kind of have to have patience with it. But once the driver actually picked up our items, like that's when I started getting notifications. And so I was like, okay, yeah, like it's definitely on the move. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There, there are times where you get like nothing, especially like when it was on the boat from Japan to, to, you know, the U S you know, there was nothing because no one was around it. And so you just have to kind of give it some grace and like say, okay, it, it's probably okay, but you know. Yes. Well, and all in all, like it is technology. So it may fail, right. you know, but the worst case scenario is that you spend $30 and it gives you, a, it might give you peace of mind, or if it fails, then you could use it later for something exactly. else. <laughs> but um, at least you could try. And if it helps you, then great, you know. Yeah. Anything's worth a shot to, you know, to try. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yes, because everything's just so out of our hands um, when it comes to PCSing um, that I just I feel like that's one thing that we can do. And, you know, people like when I first posted, people were like, well, you can't you can't track the driver like that's not okay." And I was like, I was never tracking the driver like that was never my intentions. The only reason it came about, you know, that we were calling him out is because he had messaged us, but like my main point was to track our items, which that is, you know, we have a right to do that. It's our stuff. And so, um, that's our livelihood. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, like thinking about that and thinking about, you know, moving it's, you don't get those updates that, you know, give you the peace of mind and, you know, 
the moving companies could give you updates and that would make it a little nicer. I mean, they may not always be accurate, (laughs) you know, in your case, but, you know, now that you're able to get, you know, constant updates of where your stuff is, like that's literally your life in boxes. (laughs) Yes. I think that that's where like, you know, in the civilian world, they might not quite grasp like, you know, that it is our life in boxes, you know, they they might just be like, oh, it's just stuff. But for us, yeah. when we get around, like, you know, that is all the things that we own. Like, that's how I create our home and create an environment that like, no matter where we live, my husband can walk in and be like, oh, it feels good to be home. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter where we are in this world. This will always be our home. And even though it's stuff, it just, it helps. Yeah. And you collect things from everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it makes like, it makes a home and you have to, you don't have, you know, one thing, like even the smallest item that seems so stupid to the rest of the world, like it could make a huge difference. It's true. It's true. I mean, and there's things that are always going to break on a PCS or go, yes. go missing, unfortunately. Um, but I do think that this, this one thing can kind of alleviate some of that. It, I mean, things, people are still going to be shady, but yeah, it will kind of like make them second guess now that like it's so widespread and people are talking about it and actually doing it. Um, it might help that situation and make them a little more like, oh man, someone might be tracking all of this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, it's such a great idea and like, you know, just such a simple thing that, that it takes 10 seconds to do. Oh yeah. Yep. 10 seconds and $30. <laughs> exactly. Cause I, I bought the air tag. I set it up with my phone cause he doesn't have an apple, you know, mm-hmm. it's Apple versus Samsung and I'm oh, like, yeah. I get on the Apple train, but, um, I set it up with my phone, mailed it over to him. He put it with his stuff and then, you know, it takes 10 seconds to do. Yep. No, I, I'm very glad that like the word spread. I originally just made the post for my friends, you know, on Facebook, right. because, you know, this was our, out of five different PCSs, like this was the first time that something like that had happened. And, um, I was like, wow, like, you know, I, I would want to know about this. And so I shared it with intentions to share, you know, with my friends. And then I started thinking I was in a group called lost in my PCS. And I was like, you know, these late, uh, there are so many horror stories out there about yeah. like different PCS issues and troubles. And so I was like, I would want to know about this on here too. Like maybe <laughs> you know, someone with the upcoming, you know, move cycle. And so I put it and then that's when it just like blew up. And I just, I, I was baffled. Like I, I'd never yeah. in my wildest dreams imagined that that would happen. So. Yeah. And see, those are the stories that need to be shared too of, you know, just those little tips and tricks on how to navigate moves and, you know, the military life. Absolutely. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we're all in this together, you know? Um, Yeah. I think we're stronger when we're together. And um, so, yeah, anything to like help one another, I'm all about. Yes, for sure. And you are also an author. I am. Tell me about that. Well, you know, um, I think, well, I don't know if you can relate to this, but as a military spouse, like moving so much, like you kind of like reinvent yourself every time you move yes. uh, or 
for me, that's how it's happened. Um, <laughs> and I've always had a love for writing, but I never like sat down and was like, I'm going to write a book today. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone sits down and says they're going to write a book. <laughs> and, and if I do say that, then it's probably not going to be very good. <laughs> but, but this um, children's book um, I wrote, well, I self-published it in 2019, but I wrote it um, several years prior to that. And um, I was dabbling in crafts. It was just um, an outlet for myself. Um, I was in a season of motherhood with young, like a young little baby. And I was like, I need something to do for myself. And um, so I was dabbling in like wood burning. I'm not great at it. Really, I'm not. But it was it was something to do that I enjoyed. And I messed up on um, a wood burned spoon. And it was bothering me because I was like, okay, like, I need to fix this. I don't know how. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this this makes sense. It's a story. And so I started like writing in the notes section of my phone. And I enti- I ended up writing the entire manuscript in one night. Wow. And um, it was just one of those like, so out of the blue things that I was just like, what, what did I just do? Like, what is this? <laughs> and um, so the book that I published was called um, The Magic Spoon. And it's um, a Christmas children's book. And it follows um, a young Mrs. Claus, and she's trying to find um, a way to help her husband in his busy season. And, um, you know, she would trial and error. She tries a few things and ends up finding out that baking was the thing that brought her joy, but that could also bring other people joy. Um, and so, you know, with the help of a magic spoon, um, everyone loved her cookies and baked goods. And then she takes it one step further and sends her magic spoon to boys and girls around the world to make cookies on Christmas Eve for Santa to give him a taste of home. So that's kind of the book in a nutshell, but it just elaborates on like why we do that on Christmas Eve in the first place. Yeah. Um, And just adds a little bit of a magic more to the tradition that's already set in place. Um, So my boys love it. Each book comes with a wooden spoon that says property of Mrs. Claus. and so, you know, as the spoon comes, we make the cookies and then it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. cute, though, and such a special, you know, story, not just the book in general, but how the book came to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like I said, I think that as military spouses, a lot of times like we can relate because, you know, our our husbands or they have a role to play and I would love to help my husband the best of my ability, but there's just times where I don't know how to do that. You know, I, yeah. do you need encouragement. Do you just need me to listen? Like, <laughs> and, um, so I think that it's relatable in that regards, like, you know, she, all she's wanting to do is help her husband during this time. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that's where my mindset was when yeah. I heard it. But. <laughs> no, I definitely think that, you know, because as military spouses, I'm not, you know, one yet. But, you know, you know, as military spouses, as I will be, but, <laughs> you know, experiencing this, you know, the, this new relationship, it's like, okay, you know, I want to be fully supportive of you. And, you know, that's, you know, my end goal is to just be supportive of of you and your job and your decisions and, you know, things like that. But it's like, how do I do that? You know, and every day is different. Like some days, like he can't tell me much of what he does. And so he's like telling me all he can. And I'm just like, yeah, 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm I know I can't ask questions. Like I just he's giving me all his time. And so it's like, how do I support you, you know, when you're telling me this stuff, but how do I, you know, mm-hmm. be supportive in the same way of, okay, I need you to listen to me. You need to listen to your, I need to listen to you and everything. It's so, it's so hard to get used to. It is. I mean, and I think in a sense, like we have to get creative sometimes, Yes. Uh, kind of like going back to how I make my home, you know, like, I think that's part of, you know, kind of like an acts of service, so to speak, or a love language. Like I, mm-hmm. I want him to just walk in and, you know, be able to throw down like the stresses of work, even if he's not saying it, like, I want him to just be able to, you know, a place of rest and easiness. And so yeah, sometimes we just have to get creative with it. And that could look different for everyone. But for me, it probably looks like a home cooked meal and just an easygoing like environment. We do have two little boys, so it's not always easygoing, (laughs) but um, I think that's part of it. He loves that too. Yeah. You have to be so creative within, you know, the military life in general. And I mean, I think you've mentioned so many different aspects of that, of being creative and making friends and the air tags. That's so creative and, you know, writing and, you know, just making a home feel like home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, um, I'm still, I'm still writing. Um, I'm currently working on two manuscripts for um, it's geared towards deployment um, and it's children's books, but I just like, after my boys, they've gone through two now and um, both of them have been different Uh, you know, each deployment is different. It's never the same. So you do one and you're like, oh, I got this. And then (laughs) it comes along and you're like, whoa, I'm like, what happened? (laughs) Um, And so I don't know. It's just, it's definitely in my heart to continue writing because I think there's just such a need for military kiddos and the emotions that they face and the challenges that they face. Um, and just knowing that like, that they're not alone in it. Um, it's just, you know, it's hard. The things that my boys are having to go through, I never, you know, would have imagined going through as a child. And so, um, you know, just the separation and the absence and, um, you know, we try the best we can to make a community around us. So it feels like family, um, you know, but they also still miss their family, their family, family, um, that live far away. And so just navigating that, I definitely have a heart for that. And like, if I can do anything to help, you know, another military child succeed in like navigating those tough things, then I feel like I've done what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And like, you know, when I was growing up and I, you know, was going through the struggles of being a military kid, you know, there was nothing out there. Like there's, there's not much out there for military kids in general. And I mean, they're starting to become more and more like the books are huge thing. Like I, I, probably only had like a handful of books, <laughs> like my child size handful of books that, you know, were relatable to military kids. And, you know, that's one reason I started the podcast, you know, geared towards military kids, allowing them to share their stories. And, you know, because there's nothing out there for them. There's nothing for them to relate to. And then, you know, obviously branching it out to spouses now to include them in in it. And, you know, there's still not much out for spouses either. There's more and more, but 
you know, there is more, but you still have to do some digging and research and what may work for one may not work for another. And so, you know, like I'm all about like, you know, man, give me all the resources, give me all the the more people that create books and resources, the better in my opinion, because like I said, we're, we're a team, we're all in this together. And, you know, if it helps even just one person, it'll be worth it. Um, one of my favorite resources as a spouse, um, particularly is Homefront Heroes Ministry. Um, I found that during our third deployment. And at that point, like my heart was just very bitter and tired and worn out. Um, my husband, during our time in Colorado, we were there for four and a half years and he was gone 23 months at that time. So it was very much a season of loneliness, but also just constant solo parenting. And, you know, at first you take it and you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do hard things. And then as time wears on you, no matter how many pep talks you give yourself, you just get tired. And even though I know where my hope is found, um, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's very hard to like pick yourself back up when you're just so hardened. Yeah. And the military life does that. It, you know, throws you around. You have so many things that are unexpected. And it's like you have to to figure out a way to keep going. And those resources that, you know, there are, are hundreds of them out there. Oh, yes. And you have to find the resource that that works for you and that can help support you through through your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What is one piece of advice that you would give to another military spouse? Oh, goodness. There's so many. Um, (laughs) I would say you are not alone in this. There are times where you feel alone and there are times where it just seems like everything that's being thrown at you is too much, but you are never alone. You are being carried by someone that loves you. You can form a community. Um, Ultimately, for me personally, my faith, um, that's what helps me um, get through all of the trenches of military life. Yeah. Um, But even in the thickest of, you know, like when when I was feeling alone, I think that having faith and then having that community to surround me, um, yeah, like that's the one thing that I would urge other spouses and kids to find is like, find some people and do life with them. Yeah. Well, that's perfect advice. You know, there's so much that, you know, we could tell other people who are in our shoes or similar shoes, but, you know, I think ultimately having a community makes a huge difference. It does. And I mean, there's always going to be hard seasons, but when you have those people that are with you for the good and the bad and supporting you, no matter what, it really makes a difference. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing so many incredible things. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.